0: everybody i'm chad eckert and that's joe idoni he's back and this is the preferred lines podcast cracking beers on tuesday nights now live on twitter twitch youtube uh we'll be on itunes later we're on twitter hey retweet this if you're seeing this you know uh there's a problem i think joe with the chatting feature of the new update notice that yeah. Like we can't tell if anybody's in here. We can't, we can't see if like Charlie R is wishing us luck or if Stewie's saying hi. I mean, I wish I could see you guys hanging out in here. I thought about pulling up uh, the chat on my phone or something on the side, but whatever, they'll figure it out. And eventually you'll be able to chat with us right here live Tuesday evenings. And this show is presented in partnership with our friends at fan. Oh, no, our friends at the jock market. We've got a lot of friends, Joe, and there's uh, the people at the jock market. They're good people. You do a show for that, uh, that jock market app. Are we, are we sick of it yet? Have we lost all our money? Are we making money? Cause I, you know, I'm 50, 50. I cashed out some a while ago and I think that the competition is increasing over there a little bit.
1: It is. Yeah. Um, people are getting better. I'm net positive in jock market overall, mm-hmm. but there are definitely some sharks mm-hmm. swimming in the waters. Uh, it's fun though. Like they're still um, very open about it. They're they're operating every single contest at a loss. So when they're losing money, that means there's more money available and people are winning money. So the majority of people uh, look the 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 odds are more in your favor there than they are in any other market where you can put your dollars. Good people, solid promo match that we have available there. Uh, love Jack Market. Yep, yeah, PL gets you a match. All right,
0: try it out if you haven't. You're a fool. Um, it's fun. Like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Preferred Lines. Joe is Joe Idoni. He is Tour Picks. I'm Chad Eckert. I'm Eddie realchi And this is the program. We go through the betting board. We'll pull it up here. And at the tippity tip top for the CJ Cup this year. Whoop, that's oh yeah, that is the tippity tip top. It is Dustin Johnson. He's ten to one on the DraftKings sports book. I suggest that you go and shop these numbers because they're wildly different in different sports books. and It's kind of, uh, it's confusing a little bit, Joe. Did you notice that this week that the books aren't aligned like they normally are?
1: Yeah. And there's been some bouncing around back and forth. I don't know. That's um, so I can't put my finger on it. It's a very solid field event at a new course, uh, 78 players, no cut. Um, you know, the summit club, we, we don't, we, we don't get too much into diving into the course, but Wide fairways, large greens, Fazio, it's going to be easy. They're probably going to get to 20 under par. Um, Nothing new as of late in terms of swing season PGA Tour events. But, yeah, there's definitely uh, some volatility there. Shout out to one of my my other partners in Checker. So go check out OddsChecker.com. They will show you the different odds from like 12 different sports books here in the United States. You can look, you can shop, you can find the best price, and you can place your bets there. I suppose that
0: is a good idea to do that, uh, especially if you're looking to maximize your return on your investment. Uh, Do you do that this week on the top of the board? Dustin Johnson, 10 to one. I mean, he was the darling of the Ryder Cup. So then can he come into this CJ Cup playing the same way? Did you get DJ on your card? No,
1: I didn't. I haven't taken anyone at the top yet. I, you know, we'll see what you think. But I think most people are kind of leaning toward either Morikawa or Xander. I really don't have anything bad to say about either one of them. Xander feels a little bit low to me. Morikawa seems like the one we know. The home course narratives. We know that you know he lives on the course. He's in the neighborhood. He's be here every day of the week practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, should have some familiarity with the greens and the spots to miss and all that good stuff, which. You know could give him a definite advantage, which he doesn't need much of an advantage, he's that good right now. So 16 to 1 seems like a very, very fair number on him. I elected to go with a couple of bullets in the 30 range instead. Uh, okay. what about you? You take anyone up here?
0: No, I didn't, but for draft kings, possibly I'd use Xander and JT just because they are the no cut kings, we've known them to succeed, especially when there's no cut. Do you take that into consideration? Are you looking at is that why they're 12 to 1? I mean, is that kind of more noise to you, or do you
1: do you follow the narrative of a no-cut king? Look, I think Xander's gonna be very popular for what we mentioned earlier. Uh, plus this, he's kind of got this no-cut king thing. So, in, in terms of Draft Kings, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the other guy that you mentioned is the sneaky one there, and that's Justin Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Before there was Xander as the no-cut king, it was JT. The last four events he played basically from August on, he really had a resurgence with the Irons, which has always been like like a year ago, you could pretty much pencil Justin Thomas in for three, four, five strokes gained on approach every single week. He lost that at a point during the season. I feel like he sort of regained that. Very forgiving off the tee, which a lot of people are like, yeah, that's that's good for that's good for Rory. That's good for Speed, that's good for Justin Thomas, right? right? He's reckless off the tee. So if he can just pound it down there and swing hard and get it in play and rely on his irons, I feel like he could have a very good week for him. The number, betting number is a little too shallow for me to to probably bet at this point. Just there's so many unknowns, right? We've seen Ryder Cup Rust is sure. is real. Sure. Uh so I uh, it's just, you know, twelve to one, I'll pass.
0: Yeah, see I did I passed too because if I can get someone double that I mean these people don't have a twice as a likelihood to win the tournament as anybody in the 20s or 30s. So I'm not going to go to the top of the board. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to fall in love with the rider or the uh hometown course narrative for Colin Morikawa. 16 to 1 if he had been playing as hot as ever, you know, and maybe I'd bite on a 16 to 1, but I have not I have no interest in just because he comes here Practices every time he's off, that ultimately doesn't, it's never equated to success. Uh,
1: the home for any, day.
0: you know, except for maybe web at, at the windom or like uh Bubba when he used to play that one course that he lived on, that one back in the day, maybe, but ultimately, a you know, majority of the time, you're not going to have Colin's going to show up and it's not going to work out as well as you'd hope. So I scooted to the 20s and actually. Well, you'll see that Jordan's there. He's Sam Burns is a twenty-two to one guy in this field. Geez, Sam Burns—he's a riser now. Louie was uh, Mister Darling last season, so he's here now at twenty-two to one. You got Tony Finau—he's off the he dude. The win for Tony Finau. So this 25 kind of looks attractive, but I took Brooks Kepka at 28 to 1 because why wouldn't you take Brooks Kepka when you can get, I mean, you can see him somewhere like in other books for 30, 33 to 1. What are they doing? Why are they doing this to your man, Brooks Kepka? Oh, man, Chad.
1: Am I, I fool? know, but I'm not going to bet him. Oh. I didn't bet him.
0: Um, oh, I like it. I love it. I think the 28 to one number, I know he's in Vegas and his buddies are like, you're 28 to one. Look at you're the same odds as Scheffler. <laughs> he's never won a tournament.
1: You, you make a lot of compelling and good, fair points. It's the second week for Brooks. Uh, he's on an extended Las Vegas vacation. I don't know if that's good or that's a bad thing. He's, he's you know, he's he's <laughs> wedding season coming up for Brooks actually as well. Um, but yeah, it's just... I don't know, man. I just it's I'm I like get a feeling with Brooks, yeah, and I don't have it right now. So okay. uh, he didn't play great at the Ryder Cup. He didn't play great before that in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So it's been a little while since. Uh, that's interesting. One ten odds on that. That's in the well,
0: I'm I'm pulling up for the iTunes listener. Uh, yeah. Bryson versus Brooks odds currently. This is the match coming up. November 26th and right now they're even or like they're the same odds minus 110 for Bryson, minus 110 for Brooks. I'm not totally sure of the format. I know it's 12 holes but ultimately this is what I think motivates Brooks is something like this where do you think he wants to go in as a potential underdog to Bryson in front of the world?
1: I don't know that it's so much about he cares about being an underdog or a favorite, but he doesn't want to lose that. He really doesn't want to lose that. So uh, that will have his full attention. I can guarantee it. I don't know that the CJ Cup does, although it should, right? Um, you look at last week, Shriner's weak field, seven million dollar purse. Man, I don't know if that 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 gets his rocks flowing. Uh, sure. This week, $9.75 million purse, no cut, top players in the world. Uh, it's a trophy that you can hang on your mantle with pride at the end of the career. Dude, he already has a um,
0: CJ Cup. He wants it. I know he does.
1: He does. He, he was, That was funny. I remember the interview from it where he mentioned that he basically didn't practice and didn't really try and just showed up after a month off and won the CJ Cup. But that, and I, I mentioned to you this before, that was peak... Peak Brooks, like that was when he was the best in the world. I don't think he's there anymore. And and I just worry. Look, I took Vic Hogland uh, at the okay. same price. I feel like there's much more reasons. Well, you can take both. I took big. both. I did take another guy who not, was not 22 to 1. He was actually 30 to 1. And that was Sam Burns on my sports book. You June. found
0: a 30 on Sammy Burns?
1: Yes. Okay. 30 on Burns.
0: Okay. I wouldn't find that there as well. You that know, 22 is very low. I think the, the mo- he is not a Brendan Todd. We've seen in the fall swings guys peak and do well and then just disappear and do stuff. I think we're looking at now the summer of Sam Burns is going to happen. It's going to happen. Sam Burns is real. We've I've thought this and known this for a long time. He got a wrist injury, derailed him for a couple of years. Honestly, Sam Burns deserves to be within the pack of names that you see here. The – problem for me is that the 22 to one, if we can get Brooks, I, you know, I, I can't do it. I really can't do it. So I didn't do it, but I can see you, why well, you would the iron plays there. He's a solid athlete. I can see it. So, I mean, this is going to be from one of these names like the, in the screenshot right here is probably where the
1: winner's coming. Yes. Uh, within the screenshot, if you're watching on YouTube right now is very, very likely that the winner's coming from this range. I would agree. It's funny that we're talking Burns and Brooks because I remember during the Valspar, I think I tweeted something like Burns is the next Brooks or something. (laughs) I had the Burns ticket. I was like, he reminds me so much of him coming up and just needs that little bit of confidence to take the next step. Like this guy is on a heater right now. Um, He had a bad Sunday at the Shriners. I'm willing to overlook it because his last seven rounds have been absolute fire. Um, He's killing it off the tee. And same with Hovland. Like there's so much more to be optimistic about. Like, I bet him last week at half the number at 14-1. to 1. This week he comes in at 28. He had one of the best ball-striking weeks uh, of anybody. Actually led the field last week. Off the tee approach was phenomenal. Gained almost 10 strokes. Lost it all back, Chad, around the greens. Like, I saw that. How can a guy who absolutely um, stripes it with his irons even get in a situation <laughs> to lose nine strokes around the green when he's only like... Missing like two greens around. I don't know how he did that, yeah. um, and he wasn't I, that imagined you know, that being a scenario that is very likely to happen again. I think that he makes both Burns Hovland birdies. They make a shitload of them. Brooks, on the other hand, I like it a tougher course. I think this thing sure. is like it's gonna get out of control, like Caves Valley type shit, where it's like 22, 24 under. under. Yeah. Now. I get that about the Brooks thing. It reminds me a tiny
0: bit of this Waste Management Phoenix open win that he had. We could get him at 28 or 35 that week. I couldn't remember. He was 56. Oh, he's 50? Oh. He was in the 50s that week. That was huge. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's ridiculous. But we didn't have any faith in him. And he didn't even play that great at golf at the Waste Management. And then he showed up and won. I really truly think that Brooks does take into consideration the things that are happening around him and he will motivate himself. He does this. And I think he shows up to a no cut event with a little less pressure. Now we'll know if Brooks is going to have any chance at all after day one. Yeah. So, like, if he's even par after the first day and he's in the middle of the pack, he's probably not going to do well. But if he's up there, he's going to find his way and compete. So that's why I like the 28 to one. You could probably use that later on in the tournament and maybe to hedge for something. But, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that ultimately. But I do love the Brooks Kepka bet at 28 to one. I love the other bets, too. But let me ask you. You said you grabbed the two names. Did you grab anyone else in these 30s? Because you got Sung J M Abraham Answer, English, Matsuyama, and then Webb's 40, Hatton's 40. You got Casey's here, Kokrak up into the 50s. I mean, I don't know. The names in the 50s have been the names that we've seen in the 20s, the first couple of fall swing events. So uh, does this entice you that you can get twice the odds now?
1: Um, a little bit. So I took a stake at 45 to one, which mm. you see 40 there on Terrell Hatton okay. um, last week. This is off of what I thought was a gutty, um solid Ryder Cup performance for Hatton. I thought yeah. that he was pretty good there, he was not great. But there were some signs of like resemblance of the old Hatton Iron play. Like I can remember a shot he hit on 18 um, to have one of the matches where he made birdie there with like a four iron. Mm. Awesome, right? Mm. Then he goes to Alfred Dunhill where he finishes second last week. So, oh really? It's a little bit of return and and the other thing with Hatton, his two best performances of the entire season last year. We were on Tom Fazio courses. Really? He finished third at the CJ Cup last year, which was at mm-hmm. Shadow Creek, which was also in Las Vegas a little bit down the road, which is the Tom Fazio course. The okay. other second place finish that he had in the season was at Congaree, which I think this place is going to play very similar in terms of a birdie fest that we saw at Congaree. Those yeah. were his two best performances of the PGA Tour season on Fazio. Maybe that's just coincidence. Um, I don't know. I feel like 45 or 40 to one is a respectable number on him. I sense a little bit of a return to form incoming for Terrell. Sure. So All I'm right. going to try to be a little bit early on him. Um, and I think that he can get himself back in that top, top 12, 13 players in the world. I, I, we'd have to tell everybody that
0: you have to have amnesia sometimes. These players, they do go in ebbs and flows. I do it myself as a golfer. And sometimes I'm going on this week or two where I'm just like, what happened? I hate golf. And then all of a sudden I just click or something on the range. I swear in the middle of the round, I can look back. I can smash a good drive and I go. And the next hole, I smash the exact same good drive, and I'm like, I found it. You find it, and then it's, it just happens to these pros. So, if it happens to me, it happens to Tyrrell Hatton, probably because we're the same people, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure if I could do uh, Coke or Leachman now. Coke won, uh, so in Vegas, and he, we know he likes to roll the dice, but I did like Adam Scott. 50 is kind of a shitty number, but I, you can find it better elsewhere. I like the way that Scott's hitting the ball, he does kind of like these, uh. No cut events with the the little you know cachet of, <laughs> you know it's a world event and you get a
1: lot more money. So I think an Adam Scott here at 50 or 60 or even more. Um, I like Scott better than I like Fleetwood, and Neiman just doesn't seem to have it right now. Kevin nah withdrew last week with a rib injury. Mark Leishman, I think, had a really good week last week. Had he hmm. not had a good week, I think we could probably see 10-20 more points on him. Yep. So, yeah. I think in this 50 range, he probably possesses the most value. Have a little lean on Sergio this week. And I actually got Matt McNeely early on Monday when he was 80 to one. So Rick kind of tipped me to him last week that he has the course record here. Yep. He's also an onsite member, just like Colin Morikawa. I think everyone is kind of hit to that news at this point. But on Monday morning when they hung an 80, he's long off the tee, but tends to play well with these shorter courses like this is – you know, full complement of par fives, par 72, 7,400 yards, but it's at that Vegas elevation. I think that um, it plays relatively short and easy this week. Yeah. I just got I, it, 81.
0: Dude, dude, I love Maverick McNeely, you know. Like, I love talking about how his dad's a billionaire and stuff on Twitter. So, I'm I'm fine with Maverick McNeely, but I don't know if I – this is like what you said. You grabbed uh, you grabbed a hat and at 45, and you grabbed these other names that are a little bit worse now than they were is that kind of like the number a little bit dictates my opinion sometimes where of course, yeah, you I don't like it at the
1: number. I would not bet it at 55. Right. That's a big difference.
0: So we can talk about how much we love Maverick. Hey, his DraftKings price doesn't change. So based on his popularity, it doesn't like his, it should almost actually. That's weird. Maybe they could do some contest where the, the sentiment changes their price as it's going around. Either way, that's like a Jack market thing, huh? Yeah. Weird. Imagine that. Okay. So, Justin Rose, is 60 to one. You got Aaron Wise, another Vegas guy, Charlie Hoffman, the UNLV guy, Russell Henley striking it good with his irons. He's here at 60 to one. Cameron Tringali and Max Homa just won a tournament. They're here at 60 to one. You could even get Patrick Reed at 65. There's Taylor Gooch, Johnny Vegas. Let's talk about the 60s. I mean, are you into these names? Because they're still solid names with a real good return. Do you think Patrick Reed?
1: What happened to him? I'm looking right now at my sports book of choice because that number's crazy on Reed. <laughs> kind of that?
0: Do you think he's not going to like ignore the entire universe and for the last four days, five days, whenever he missed the cut, practice and care and start to try?
1: Okay, like, I have hey, forty. I have forty-seven to one. I'd, I'd take 70, sixty-five to one. I've on seen Reed a 70, all day. Any tournament in the world, give me sixty-five to one, and I'd take that. That's part of why I bet him last week. And then
0: uh, my guy, God, what's his name on Twitter? He'd gamble on, or somebody on Twitter always corrects me about stuff. And he was really right on it. He was like, you know what? They give you that 40 because he's not going to be good. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, well, he likes these harder courses. He's just like kind of why Brooks is at a 40 or 30 or 28 this week, because the books kind of know Brooks is better when he has to, when everyone else has to tighten up and make a par when, yeah, everybody's making birdie, and you have to keep up with every Taylor Gooch of the world. Then it's yeah. a little tougher for the Patrick Reese and the Brooks Skepkas, which, but they're definitely able to turn it up, turn it on. And so at 65 to 1, you almost just do that
1: blindly. Yes, 65 to 1, I would 100% be in. I don't have it. If I see it, I'll take it. Well, my guys at betonline.ag, which
0: I've cashed out of very conveniently, we don't have a sponsorship with them yet. However, Dave is my is my guy. Uh, they have a 60, at least 60. I don't know what it was. I saw it. I think it's even worse. I think it's a 70 on betonline.ag, which that'd be nice. Now, there's a reason that these names are not good odds, because they're not as likely to win a golf tournament. But you have Johnny Vegas at 80 to 1. You have Ian Poulter, 90 EVRs here. Cameron Davis at 100 to 1. Cameron Davis is surprisingly now, There's a reason decent. Don't listen to me. No, Cameron Davis is 100 to 1. You could get him a little bit higher than that. Do you think a Cameron Davis? He could could actually surprise someone and win this tournament. And then he's on that level of Sam Burns where you're like, right now maybe the public doesn't – my dad doesn't know who Cameron Davis is or whatever. Maybe he's like, oh, yeah, that guy that won that tournament a while ago. But he's a definite – he's a person that could put himself in the 40 to 1 range in a year
1: from now. Did you watch my video earlier? No, did you say that? No, uh, but yeah, man, I know who Cameron Davis is. <laughs> I bet him 140 oh, yeah. to one yeah. on your on your uh, what is it called? Yeah, he's my last Chicago. pick on there. 140 to one, oh, Cam nice. Davis. Absolutely, I always. I don't want to say I always. I don't always bet Cam Davis, but I bet Cam Davis when he's 125 plus to one, uh, sure. especially at a course that. Is fairly open off the tee with wider fairways, a course where he can be aggressive, and a course where he can go birdie hunting. At a course where the scoring is going to be relatively easy, bent grass greens, all these things align really nicely for Cam Davis mm-hmm. uh, in triple digits. Yes, he's a play. I believe he had the low. I, this might not be true, but I think he had the low round of the day on Sunday at the Shriners. Okay, oh, well he, I know he played low well rounds of the day, so obviously. Uh, a little bit of confidence coming into this event. Stayed in Vegas. Uh, yeah, all in. Go get it. Oh, what about your guy from Kent State who
0: just got elected into the Kent State Hall of Fame? Yeah, right? you saw that. Yeah, I saw Mac who, Mac Hughes, your guy. You you know about the Kent State? What are they the the,
1: the Golden Flashes? Flashes man,
0: there's flash flash like three of them.
1: Uh, is Connors out here? No, Connors Connors didn't here this week. I don't know how Connors didn't make the field. Huh? I don't know how this field works. Yeah, Connors is out. My boy Taylor Pendrith is out. Funny story, uh, Mac Hughes, my dad might be watching. Mac Hughes, Taylor Pendrith, and Corey Connors all worked for my dad. Okay, doing what? <laughs> so they were. Uh, they worked. My dad works at. It was the Parks and Rec director in Kent, Ohio. So a lot of the college students come over and like write off a couple of credits. And, sure. Like, ref softball games there and you stuff go. like that but yep. yeah he said they were a good crew of kids they worked a lacrosse tournament for him and, and were uh like keeping score no way so yeah i root for those guys not gonna take them 131 not this week what about uh, a nine to one tap 10
0: no but there is a guy
1: keep going down keep going okay. down i got a guy for you
0: well i i do like Emiliano
1: Grio. i think he's playing okay
0: now i don't know if i would bet him this week it, it, but that when we get the next soft field, he's due, he's so fucking due. I don't know if I do 150 to one here though, but Chris Kirk, yeah, Fowler, no way. Schwartzel, Hoygard, Stuart Sink, Zaire, Munoz, Munoz is broken. Something's wrong with my guy, Munoz. Kisner's at 180. Didn't Kisner just win a good tournament? Yeah, okay, we,
1: we got Hoagie. What is so, what did you bet? Uh, Hoaggard 10 to, or 14 to one. Okay, Rasmus,
0: the Hoygard. Yeah.
1: I'm in on Rasmus. No, just on the top 10 number. He's 14 to 1 to finish top 10. Uh, No cut, I think, frees him up a little bit. He is – I got a couple of narratives, funny ones here. So, one, he's a three-time European Tour winner, which would surprise a lot of people. He was the European Tour Player of the Month as recent as August. So, a month ago, he was voted European Tour Player of the Month of the month where he won the huh. Omega uh, Masters. And the other fun fact, he's the only one in the field that is not of legal age to drink alcohol. What? So he may lead the field in strokes gain not hungover this week. Uh, probably not, but he may get a little bit more sleep. I'm leaning on it. 14 to one on a top 10 Hojgaard. He's only 20 years old. It's crazy. Jesus, I think it's,
0: Wait, he's a Danish guy. I'm sure that he's got a fake idea. or he, you know, <laughs> va- Oh my va- God! Look at him. He looks I'm so young. I'm just saying
1: he's not going. Cool. Like maybe he's not uh He's not at the fight night at UFC fight night on Saturday night getting hammered. Maybe he, uh, you know, yeah, he's definitely back to the room and and opens up the uh, cooler.
0: Oh my gosh! I'm gonna share the screen real quick for the for the people on YouTube. Uh, you can see Mr. Hoygaard is a baby-faced baby. Like, he is this. a baby,
1: man. Look at this, dude. He's 20. He's 20 and he's got three wins. Oh, he's got a, wins, oh, he's got a twin? Cool. So he hasn't really played, like, had a great PGA Tour performance yet, but I, he was at the Shriners, so he's been here for a week now. He, okay. he is such a baby. He's got all the zits in the world. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, that's yeah. I don't know. No cut. Free him up. Go make a lot of birdies, kid. Uh, maybe he will catch some guys uh, off of a little bit of a bender. Who knows? <laughs> it's all Yeah, he's definitely drinking less than Kisner
0: is. Yeah, that's um, a bet. Probably less than Harry Higgs too. He's two hundred fifty to one. I don't want any of these Asian dudes. Well, Ben, honest in here. Okay, well, that's about all we got for the program this week. Uh, you can follow Joe. He's at Tour Picks. He's gonna tweet stuff when he gets done with his card, and I'll tweet stuff if I've got time.
1: Are we ever... Hold on. Before we leave, are we ever going to bet Ricky Fowler again?
0: So I bet him on a dollar last week because I thought it'd be fun to just at least have it and say I have it. I, like I do with pretty much Tringali every week. Yeah. Because I need it. Like, if he wins, I don't have it. I feel really weird. But no, I think... I don't I don't know. what What's going to... It's kind of like when uh, Spieth had his little downturn where you're just like, What's the point? It's just losing money. If we just put money on Ricky Fowler, you're not going to make anything. So why do it?
1: I know. 130 to 1 feels like a monster number. I feel like he's so far from finding it that I can't do it. Right. I'd actually be, I feel much better about betting Jason Day this week, which sounds crazy mm-hmm. at 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ricky, man, God, get that. I hope he gets it back. But he's headed straight yeah. on B line for the Corn Ferry Tour. And it's tough yeah. to see.
0: Yeah, it's you know, <clears throat> we truly we haven't seen that very often where it's just yeah. a guy disappears and he's just lost it. I think, uh, who's the guy that's uh, the that shot fifty nine that's on the golf channel now? Uh, Duvall was like competing against Tiger, and then all of a sudden he was dead. Yeah, he lost his game. So like, you know, you see it every once in a while, but it's been a long time where the true star that's like forcing his way onto every commercial is then bad at golf.
1: Yeah. No. So, now, and we've yeah. definitely seen plenty of guys lose it, but they're not like they're making cuts. Like Spieth, when he he's right. still finishing top forty. Like Day, even is is, is can still make a majority of cuts and make a run every now and then. It feels like forever since we've seen Ricky in contention, but his last win did come in the desert. That's so true. Who knows.
0: And that's true. So maybe we do need to wait until February. <laughs>
1: good call that's true (laughs) all
0: right boys and girls thanks for following watching and liking subscribing rating and reviewing and then signing up for that jock market using the promo code pl and you can follow us again on twitter at preferred lines and see us every tuesday night broadcasting live everywhere thanks again peace out joe good to see you
1: peace buddy Mm -hmm. later guys
0: Joe, I think our last show together might be next week before my kid arrives. So, And then you're going to have to take it for a couple of weeks.
1: Five kids between us, man. That's a lot.
0: It's too many.
1: It's a lot of children. What are we doing? We're doing it all podcast. No money. We got five kids. I need three
0: it? monies and no kids, and I have three kids and no monies. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Later.